Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We started this podcast because mental health is complicated and the stigma surrounding it can make us feel alone. So we are here to share authentic stories in order to normalize and prioritize mental health. We believe in professional therapy. We both use it on our own healing journeys, but we also know it isn't one size fits all. So we are here to provide tools from our own experiences, as well as those from our guests and professionals that come on the show. Thank you for being here as we navigate the complexities of mental health and mental illness together. Remember, hold on warriors, we're gonna make it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Unqualified Therapist. Holiday edition. It's the holiday season. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> I had to try. Do, do, do. <laughs> I even did it the wrong sound. Jeez. <laughs> no, no one. I never claimed to be musical. <laughs> I'm so excited that we're doing this episode. I think it's been tough for the two of us. I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn by saying that, but it's been a little bit of a rough month or so, you know, getting ready. We have two little kiddos and um, just the family and busyness of the season and all the things that you have to attend, um, especially with both of our kids doing extracurriculars and concerts and things like that. So... Um, We've also encountered, I don't know, we, me, I have encountered some things that have made me sort of bitter and lose faith in humanity a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was just feeling like a little bit like a Grinch and I was doing some doom scrolling on Instagram, but I don't think it's doom scrolling because my feed is pretty great now that I've like weeded out all the crap. And there was this story that came up and it brought tears to my eyes because it just made me restore that faith in humanity and so I text Amy I was like can we please just share some good stuff (laughs) I'm like I'm super interested in this story yeah I mean it's not like a big thing it's very small but it just and it's about a child and so I think yeah and and it came at a time where my kids were um making me little little bananas Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah yeah (laughs) So anyways, we're going to share some good because this can be a tough time. I think, you know, both of us experience that grief too. And that's a hard part of it. I don't know about you, Amy. Are you feeling any like irritability? Cause I feel like that's like sort of creeping its so, way in. A couple things. My irritability comes, I have learned, I'm like trying to like be very like looking at myself, like what is wrong with me? It's mm-hmm. right around 7 p.m. And it's immediately like, I am like 
And it's basically that I've hit a wall and I'm just so incredibly done from the day. And so, yes, irritability has come then. I think that the to-do list is just so more, so much more extensive. Um, I take teacher's gifts very seriously. I'm in charge of the classroom gift. I really wanted to make it right. So I was doing that. I have no idea what I bought my kids they're wrapped in in the closet, but I don't know. It's going to be a surprise for me on Christmas morning. So I've decided that, you know, Christmas Eve, when I put everything out, if it's not even, I'm just taking something back. There's no more buying more things because no. it is what it is. And I, I always go into the season with good intentions. One, buying less two, being more intentional with it, the buying, and three, making sure that I'm done early. I've decided all of that's bullshit. I need to wait till the last minute because I overbuy. And so I'm just letting go of that. And I have a couple things that we're gonna do to make sure that it doesn't overwhelm me. But yeah, the irritability comes at in the evenings. Last night I went to bed. Are you ready for it? Yeah. 9.30. Oh, good for you. That's awesome. I was supposed to go help Mike in the garage. He was like organizing something. I opened the door. I looked out, closed the door, went back, <laughs> went upstairs, jumped in the shower, took the longest shower, uh, and then literally got in bed and said, Mike, I think I'm done for the day. Yeah. <laughs> I was that so done. I just, I, and I don't normally get like that. Normally I can go, 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 go all the way to midnight, but last night it was just not good. And so I just figured instead of saying things I don't mean, let's just exit the situation and get some sleep. Yeah. I'm glad you listened to your body and did what it was telling you was necessary. I'm going to suspect that since you asked me that you've been irritable. Um, yeah, but I feel like it's coming, this comes around any time that I'm really missing my family. Mm. And so I just need to be aware of that and pull myself back and say like, okay. And this is where, you know, we've talked about this a couple of times on talk Pittsburgh and on here, but like whenever I'm feeling those kinds of things, I need to go to gratitude. And so that's where I've been going and just, you know, making a mental, like actual intentional thought of, I am so grateful for the family I have, Yeah, um, you know, still here. And so, um, do you feel like it's working and helping a lot? Do you, and I say this because sometimes I do it. Do you feel like it's more of like a, I don't want to say bitterness, but like a comparison, like, look, you have all of this, you know, and someone's, you know, complaining or something. And I'm like, get out of here right now. Yeah. It, it does happen with that kind of thing. Yeah, it does. It's, um, it's just frustrating. And I try to not play that game. No, it's really hard. <laughs> no, I don't want to play that game either. But that's yeah. why I was being honest. I yeah. think I do sometimes. Yes. No. Um, and I do too. I do too. If I hear somebody like, you know, yeah, I'm like, Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Right. <laughs> I know my Lily, my daughter, doesn't talk about her dad much at all. But this morning I drove her to the bus stop because it's freezing, which is at Mm. an ungodly early hour. And she just out of nowhere was like, how weird is it? Or how, I don't think she said weird, but she was just like, how sad is it that the last time I saw my dad was Christmas morning? And I was Mm. like, yeah. And so Christmas morning is really sacred for us. And I try to keep that space of peace because it's just 
that is a really that is a really sad story to be like yeah the last time i saw my dad was christmas morning and Mm -hmm. um she was reflecting on that and that was an that was an interesting conversation just because she doesn't talk about him yeah at all right i'm sure i'm sure so i think that part of christmas is a little bit hard for all of us i can only imagine right yeah yeah um but yes, gratitude has been helping. It is not a So that's problem. one thing that <laughs> doesn't helps wipe us. it all away. <laughs> no, but that's one but, thing that we can do to get through. Yes, absolutely. But that's what we're going to kind of talk about today are just some things to help us get through the holiday season when we're feeling shitty and having those moments of irritability or exhaustion or whatever and and by no means am I ever going to tell you to just keep on pushing through physically, like take, you know, Amy's advice and take a very long shower and pass the hell out in your bed at nine o'clock at night. Like do what you got to do to get through this season. Um, and everything else, you know, it is going to be what it is as cliche as is it, it is what it is, is as a saying that was really hard to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's something that I also am sort of like embracing a little bit at this point too. Cause I'm like, okay, I mean, we're doing this and, and it's just going to be what it is. And it usually but, turns out to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So the little things that are getting us through, some of these are these stories that I have been now kind of like seeking out and it's like good for humanity stories and especially, um, children ones because you know i have a teenager and so do you and um a preteen and it's just a little bit um what's the what's the word in this house it's like there's like this underlying we're like oh god (laughs) well you just don't know which person you're getting right exactly that's that's the just the reality of having a teenager you're like Mm -hmm. oh boy you know, so mm-hmm. when he walks through the door at the end of the day, I'm like, um, hey, <laughs> <laughs> how was your day? And sometimes I don't get words for an hour or two hours. Yeah. No words, right. just the headphones. And I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so some of these stories are have been helping me. Um, so I'm going to read you the one that really just got me going. This is the one that got me teared up. And I feel like this is going to touch you specifically, Amy, because it was from a teacher. So, and you may even know this one. This teacher shared on Upworthy, which is a great site to follow. So I would say go find them on Instagram because this is all the feel good stuff. Nine years ago, a student of mine saw other kids giving me presents and he had nothing to give. He took a box from a present he was given and his purple crayon from his pouch and wrapped it. He walked up to me and said, I hope you love it. It's your favorite color. I still get tears in my eyes when I open this box. Mm. Purple is my favorite color. And he knew that he paid attention to what I said. He didn't have much to give in his eyes, but he gave me so much more than a purple crayon. He gave me love. He gave me his heart. He gave me a kind gesture. Nine years ago, it was my last Christmas as a a classroom teacher. I received many gifts in this lifetime, but this present will always be a gentle reminder that it is always the thought that counts. And then she shared a box with the purple crayon in it. (laughs) That was just like a puddle. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Just like the fact of this child, like paying attention and knowing, and it made me think about my own kids. And, you know, I asked my son, you know, 
do you have some teachers that you would like to buy for? And he did. And he was able to tell me like, Miss so-and-so is a Swifty and she really likes this. And you know, like was able to give me details about them enough that I was like, wow, like, I just love that they pay attention and just know yeah. what they wanted to give them and, and know that this, this thing is going to be something that they actually like. And so it just made me feel a little bit better about my journey as a parent too, at some points. I know. I know. So Avery was so excited to carry uh, his gifts in for his teachers, but the bags were so heavy and I kept saying, let's do one. And then the other, he's like, I can do it. And so he told me about his journey carrying the bags. <laughs> he was like, I had to walk and then set him down and then pick him back up and then walking. He's like, the steps oh were gosh. really hard, mom. I had to like oh. hold the door and it was so cute, but he was so proud of, he was so excited to give them to him, them. Yeah. Yeah. And he really wanted to get his teacher from last year a gift. And so he did, and he made her an ornament. Obviously we did more than that. I mean, if that's all you have, that's fine. But that those things, what you don't understand are really important to teachers too. They definitely mean something, especially when they sign them on the back with the year. But anyways, she sent me a picture of the ornament, but it was on a framed picture of the two of them from last year that she has on his desk, on her desk, I mean. Oh, I love that. I cried. I was like, oh my gosh. So another story that was helping me get through, and this is just a, a really quick one. In Twickenham, London, there is a Ooh. restaurant. Yes, every Christmas, um, the Patels open their restaurant to the community in Twickenham. They're open on Christmas Day from 12 to 2. And it says, if you are alone, pop in for a hug and a mince pie. You don't have to buy oh. anything. We are family. Oh, yeah, my so goodness. They've been doing this for the last 30 years. They've been opening their doors on Christmas Day for anyone who's alone or just needs a hug. You never have to buy anything. And they market themselves as saying that they are their family and everyone is welcome. That is so, so sweet. I love that. Yeah. yeah. How'd you get one from, like, England? <laughs> <laughs> it just popped up worthy. yeah oh, okay okay i wonder if i follow i thought i did i have not seen any of these no that's like, i have those are one great. last story this one's just a little bit longer than that last one but um i just really wanted to share this because i thought this was a great way to try to rewrite some traumatic experiences mm -hmm. and so i thought we might want to talk about this and um i feel like you do this with uh, the kids too, when you redo the Bad Moms Christmas. So um, I feel like this is like your version of doing that. Mm -hmm. But um, so this gentleman shared this on Reddit and it says, it's officially kid weekend. So this may sound lame, but I'm so excited. My wife knows I had a traumatic childhood and I wish I could have just gotten to be a kid instead of dealing with my dad's abuse and alcoholism and my mom's cancer, my family's bankruptcy. We lost home after home, et cetera, et cetera. So she came up with an idea. This weekend, we get to be kids again. We're going to watch stuff like Legends of the Hidden Temple and Clarissa Explains It All and Doug. <laughs> she even bought me a Tamagotchi. We're going to eat bagel bites and Dunkaroos. Oh We're gonna, going to play old Zelda games and Mario Party 3. We bought the board game Sorry, which I used to play with my cousin. I think it's so sweet that she wants me to have a chance to recreate some of those kid experiences in a safe environment where I feel loved and supported. I am so happy. 
This might sound dumb, but I'm so happy. And then the comments were even great. The same person says it doesn't sound dumb. That sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> um, someone else said, uh, love this idea so much. I just want to add in Beanie Babies, Pogs, and Bop It would also be fun choices to play while watching 90s movies and TV shows. You can even go really old school and memorize phone numbers and write each other notes. Have fun with your Tamagotchi. Uh, so I just thought this was like really great. Somebody else does the same thing. They said, man, my friend and I refer to this as nostalgia weekends. We do them four to six times a year. I look forward to them every time. Enjoy your nostalgia weekend. I was like, I want to do that. That sounds really, really fun. Yeah, but I think that's like, take this time frame, whatever that is, whatever the era was that you were experiencing trauma or like just a shitty feeling like you look back on it, not with loving memories and try to rewrite that a little bit, do some fun things surrounding that. Just thought that was really beautiful. Yeah. I think that, you know, Lily was only the Christmas after, I think she was in fourth grade. So, you know, some people would say it was poor parenting, but we watched Bad Mom's Christmas and she was, that was it. It shifted everything. And since yeah. then we've just been doing all of the things they do in there. And also it just kind of gives you the freedom to not do the regular traditional things. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So, yeah. So what is helping you get through? These little stories are helping me in like little spurts here and there. What are you doing that's helping you get through? So there's a couple things. Uh, One is that I am making really purposeful and carved out time to have fun And when the fun doesn't go the way I thought it should, I still decide I make that decision that I'm still going to have fun. And an example of that would be that Mike and I went to a bunch of Christmas pop-up bars. So fun. You had to like schedule some of them and some of them you could just show up. And one was incredibly crowded. Like, oh my gosh, my anxiety could have, I could have just whatever, but (laughs) you know, I was like, we're here. We made it in the door. Usually there's a line around. So we're doing this. And so, you know, I just pushed through and decided that it was just going to be fun and that I was going to enjoy the atmosphere and the drinks and we would find a spot. That's kind of how my boyfriend lives his life. Like he just believes like, well, we'll find a spot to stand where there's no people. It'll be fine. And then we do. Yeah. So, uh, I have carved out a lot of time for fun and just doing, you know, things that are adult for for adults. And then I also have been doing things with the kids that are fun, things that would normally give me massive anxiety. Uh, I've been trying to reframe that and do them anyways. And then I, I don't know, this year has just been a really different year where it just has worked where normally I would get so anxious and need to take many pills to get through it. (laughs) (laughs) So I've had so much fun. And that's been part of what's making it, you know, worth it and making me be able to get through the next day of all the things that have to get done. I love that so much. I I really need to do that. Be intentional with it. Well, I'm the fun queen now. So if you want to have fun, (laughs) let me know. I'm going to get myself actually a crown that says fun. (laughs) (laughs) And I really think that that's just what life is about. Um, One of the big I guess, pillars of life, right? I guess that one of the things I've taught myself, learned, decided 
at 45 is that's just one of the pillars of life. Like that's a big purpose and it seemed so silly before, but it actually isn't. And just having fun and being fun is so important because it just makes life less serious. So that was one of the things. So another thing that has been helping me is I've been consuming an excessive amount of books on audiobooks, which I'm not sure. Me too. Do people consider that to be reading still? I do. Of course. Good. Because of course. (laughs) I think so too. And it's just at this at this point in time in life, I can't sit down with a book as much as I want to read. Yeah, me too. So I carry around my phone and I listen as I'm doing just about everything. And I will finish a book like in two days now because I love it and I'm into it. And so it's just really helping me to, I don't know, think of a different story, think of a different place, be involved in something else that's not my world. And I think that, I think it's really helping. I do want for 2024 to get back into books themselves, Mm -hmm. like actual books. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we took Lily on that shopping spree for her books yeah. mm-hmm. and it's, it's done something to my social media that I've never experienced in my life. Um, I, so if anyone actually comments or likes anything I actually post, I'll never see it because every time I open, it's another 200, 300, 400 likes. Oh so God. we're up to like 20,000 likes and I think it's 300,000 views. How That's is this? Sanity. Right. And I want to believe that means people just love reading and they love books. I agree. I think so. So I think books are just a really great way to uh, cope with life as well as enjoy life. And, you know, it could take it so far to say and have fun. Right. Well, you made it like a book supermarket sweep. <laughs> and yeah. You wouldn't love that. <laughs> right. But I think, too, that what I'm looking at is that the the community of readers across the world globally is is so large like a lot of people who comment aren't from the united states they're like what bookstore is that you know that sort of thing and so right right it gives me hope and humanity that many people are still into reading Mm -hmm. says the english teacher (laughs) i just really (laughs) i love knowing that people love books me too me too and when i find somebody who loves to read as much as i do it excites me and i'm like oh okay what have you read what's your favorite book what have you read this year like i actually said to randy i was like since my libby app which is what i read off of and what i've exclusively read off of this year in 2023 um and that's through our library carnegie library of pittsburgh but i think that there's thousands of other libraries on there so it's not just for pittsburgh but I was like, I really wish that they did a wrap to like Spotify does. <laughs> oh, so, you can. I'm going to go in and do my own. Oh, you can on Libby? Like I can, I can, there's a way to go see everything you've read that year. I've been trying to find it and I couldn't. Now, full confession, I haven't spent like a ton of time trying. I'll to show it you. I'll find okay, it and show, show you. How. And I want to share with everybody everything I've read. It's probably going to be half the amount of books that Amy has read. But I absolutely, there was only one book that I was like, meh. And the rest of them I absolutely loved. So um, I had to share with everyone. I had three that I gave one star to. Um, one and star? The only, I know. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, it was really rough. Because everything I give four, and then I gave like 
five of the books that I read this year, I gave five stars. And the only reason I know is because of Goodreads and thankfully it's there so I can give it the star value. Like I was like, Ooh, yeah. I'm not telling anybody about that book because I forgot how terrible it was. Um, <laughs> so bad. So yeah, I mean, I think that's really cool to show what you've read. I think that's why I do the Goodreads challenge so I can see exactly how many books, because I think about January of last year, I would have forgotten yeah. what it was. That I read. Right. Right. Well, I think I'm going to do that this year then. So I can really keep track. Yes. And, um, it's so fun. It's other so fun. readers out there. Please give us your books. What have you read? What do you love? We love all the recommendations. Send them our way. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'll be really fun, though, to do also the opposite, like the one stars. Yeah. <laughs> Avoid yeah, at all costs. <laughs> Except one of them, the one that I like did not like and really hated. I think a lot of people really loved and it was a recommendation from several people. What was it? Um, and I can see the cover. It was something about the perfect marriage. That was it. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I don't know. I just was very predictable. I was like, I knew what happened from like the first chapter. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> let's, get this. let's get through this story. <laughs> there's, there's, so I will say that that book, there's a variation of that in about 50 other books. And I think I read them all this year. So there were better ones than that, but there's just, they're all so similar. The one that was different from other things I've read, which Sarah and I loved. And my sister said she hated, which blew me away. She said it was the worst book she's ever read. Don't even say it. Yeah. Midnight library. No, no. Lord, I, I said beef with you. <laughs> I said that too. I said, no, no. And she said, you're out of your mind. I said, no, you're no. out of your mind. Yes. I agree. <laughs> I that love my that favorite book. book this year. Yeah. I love that book because it was so different from my normal yes crime murder mm -hmm. mysteries and it just gave me this idea of like the dimensions of life and this right. things i i loved it i yeah. highly recommend it agree Lori does not so you decide which is <laughs> what you want to land on that oh my gosh yeah that's like that's my like 10 out of 10 would absolutely recommend that was my favorite book of 2023 yeah i i loved it i think we need to do a wrapped let's do a book wrapped <laughs> Oh, that would be fun. What are yeah. we going to do? Like, should we do top five and then yeah. worst five? Yes, let's do it. <gasps> I love it. Ooh, this will be like a little, um, a little, you know, mini episode that we'll a put out episode. Then. Yes. And Patreon will get it first as usual. Yeah. But just want to throw that in there and maybe we'll even make like a really quick reel about it too. Or that would be TikTok. so fun. I don't know, man. Make, well, you know what? Wait a socials. second. If it's about books, I bet you I can get that to work. Yeah. I'm going to make that for us because I think <laughs> that that's, that's the key. People like books. <laughs> I love books. We're such oh, <laughs> we are. I love being a dork. I have grown Me into too. it. I used to fight it. Now I do not. No, no. Oh, but I'm so glad you guys were able to sit with us and hear what's getting us through. Let us know what's getting you through the holiday seasons when you're feeling shitty and you just need a little pick me up. Um, nothing that we said was cost money or, or no, we both use money. We both use Libby, which is free library. Yeah. Um, you know, just finding the things that bring us little sparks of joy. Nothing was like a huge event. You know, it's just these little things that we find in life or the things that turn out or start off 
shitty and that you turn into your own fun. And that's something I've also been trying to do this year. And I think that we were able to do that with the one, our, our last double date that we went on. I had a blast, even though it started off real weird. <laughs> we were I mean, like, we're going to have fun. <laughs> we're making this fun. <laughs> Listen, if you get the sitter, if you put it on the calendar and you actually make it there, it must be fun. It has to be. <laughs> and like I said, I think I said this so many times before, but I'll say it again. Like the cruise director Cam said, in order to have fun, you have to be fun. That's right. So be fun people and enjoy your holiday, relax, really try to like sit back and enjoy it and all of the work and things you put into it. And when things don't go your way or the right way or what you thought it should look like, because they won't be okay with it. Just roll with it because it's fine. It's totally fine. And I say these things out loud so that I remember (laughs) (laughs) they're on record. They're out there. on record exactly uh we hope that you have a wonderful holiday season whatever it is you celebrate that you enjoy it and get to have some connection with people and really maybe curl up with a book yeah and um another shout out just to like a random instagram page that's been giving me joy is watching people make cocktail recipes on it's literally just cocktails (gasps) oh wow things yes so Anyways, yes, we love you guys. Um, Have a wonderful holiday season. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to our newest Patreon member, Sebastian. Thank you so much for joining our community. We hope that you enjoy everything over there, getting things early and all of the fun stuff that we put on our Patreon page. For anyone who is interested in that and helping us to keep the mics on, which we truly will need in 2024 to keep the podcast going, please go visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash unqualified therapists inc we are so 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 thankful for you all of you patreons over there um we love you you are the ones that are producing this podcast so we should be putting you up there as producers (laughs) yeah we should Uh, But thank you all. Um, We're just so grateful and thankful for you as you go through the holiday season I'm sure this will be easy to do but remember to stay wild And Weird Warriors, we love you. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. All episodes are mixed, mastered, and produced by me, Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this one, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Or share us with a friend, relative, coworker, hairstylist, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. Sharing us not only helps keep the mics on, but it furthers our mission in removing the stigma. If you have a mental health journey you'd like to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com or reach out to us on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, hold on, warrior. We're gonna make it. Say it now, say it proud, shout it out, sing it when we go.